It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author. And not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. <clears throat> Good afternoon, everyone, or morning, or whenever this might be for you. <clears throat> what I'm going to be covering today is a range of different things and unfortunately have to have yet again another comment about companies that did not take sexual assault seriously and in this case we're talking about the billion dollar massage chain called Massage Envy and the women who have come forward there's approximately 180 women who have come forward some of which you know this is not their you know the men who did this have already been jailed as a result of what they did. And the company has really no structure in place for how to work with its franchisees and to put into place protection and protocols for dealing with this when it happens. And, you know, the one woman, her comment was, this is not like, you know, uh, as an alleged thing, she said he is now in jail because of this. So, you know, here these women are going to a place and being very vulnerable with their clothes off, and this is what happens to them. You know, we know that there are people who are praying in those areas, and of these men who have done it there, they were known to do this. Then the massage envy people said to them, oh, by the way, they would recommend this particular individual who they knew had already sexually assaulted one person, they would recommend them to other women. Okay, just so not good. Anyway, here we are, and given that we've just gone through Thanksgiving and we're coming up to the season of Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is people are celebrating, and what I looked at was I wanted to look at this is a time of giving. And what is giving? But like a way of showing love or showing gratitude. So I wanted to cover things in that area and then also to look at what happens and how can you possibly heal after there's been an infidelity? Is it possible? Now, uh, okay, I'll just start there and just go with it. For some people, I, I will use an example of a young woman who she was absolutely crazy about her husband, crazy in love with this guy. Like, this was the love of her life. They were 
young, you know, early 20s. They've been together for years. They're Latin, you know, families. So it's like, of course, they're going to be getting married. They get married. And then he has an affair within the first year of their marriage. And I remember her fa- his father, so her father-in-law, saying, I have never. He said it was like looking at a corpse. She, it was like she had had all the life drained out of her. And I told him, he, we were working together at that point, and I told him, I said, let me tell you something. He did. That is exactly what just happened. Now, did the absolute, the despair of that continue on to a certain extent? Yes, it did. She no longer trusts him. She's constantly wondering where he is, checks his phone regularly. She doesn't feel that this is the man that she married. I mean, they now have a child and probably another one at this point. Yet, what this guy did was he destroyed having someone who would love him so intensely. And he just destroyed it because he was an ass. You know, he was like, let me, let me be, you know, you know, big man on campus and fool around with someone that I work with. Not exactly the skill set, Lamb Chop. And then what he did is he destroyed on a cultural basis within his family, socially, with his wife, with other things, and she will never again be as open to this man. You know, she'll stay married to him because that's what they do. You do not divorce and you know, within that particular culture. Yet he could probably not have put a bigger stake into her heart than if, you know, he had actually done it. The heartbreak she received. Now, are there other people who they're fine with it? Hey, I've had people say, I don't have a problem with they're having an affair. I you know, I'm fine with my life the way it is and besides I don't want to have to have sex with them anyway. They're not very good. Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> but for many people, honestly, by the time they go to a therapist, if there's been an affair, there's been so much polluted water that has flown into that pool that they're both in that it is almost impossible to fix things and get it back on track. And let me tell you something. If a couple says we're separating you know, to sort things out, you might as well put a clock on and start the, you know, the timer going. They may get back together again, but they're not going to stay together. They won't. And it's just a done deal. Finished. And it is time at that point to move on. Now, I know there's time some people want to keep coming back and returning. and it, But all that does is, as one person I know described, when you are ending something, You need to make sure that cut the arm off right away. Don't pull it apart muscle fiber by muscle fiber. And sometimes with people, when they ask me, what do I see? Now, I have to tell you, I have Mars and Leo. And anyone who understands anything about anything astrologically, I simply cannot tell a lie. I always have to tell the truth. It's been one of my um, more endearing and one of my, oh, God, did I just say that qualities. And when people will ask me, what do you think I should do? I said, well, the real person to ask that of is yourself and your partner, not me. 
I'm not in your relationship. But if they continue and pursue, I will tell them what I see. And I'll say, this is what I see. And often it's that one party in the couple want things to continue, whether it's they don't want to end up losing their status in uh, a country or societally. I had a woman, a friend of mine, who was living in uh, Singapore, and she was over here a good percentage of the time and then was talking about how all of these women were, you know, chatting up her husband at the yoga class. And the woman who was the hostess and I at this particular dinner party looked at her and said, you get yourself back to Singapore and make sure you take care of this relationship. Because in her culture, in Singaporean culture, if she was not married and not married to someone who was as you know, successful and powerful as he was, her status in her culture would drop dramatically. Not unlike what happens to Indian women uh, in India when they lose their husbands. They lose their status. In, in some circumstances. Now, is there and are there people who can have things get back together and back on track when there's been an infidelity? No question. But what it has to be is this cannot be the blame-shame game, okay? You know, the one where you're always pulling out, you did this. It has to be that both of the people have to look at what was my part in this. And... Sometimes um, there really isn't something that was your part in this. It could have been that you didn't pay attention to something or you were not aware or there was not the discussion. But for many people, the biggest thing that they will often do is not take responsibility for what they did. And sometimes that can be really passive-aggressive like tremendously passive-aggressive. And then the other thing, the final step on this, how do you want your future to look? Now, if the only reason you're staying together is because you have a whole group of kids and you want to make sure that, you know, your attitude about life and children and everything gets imprinted on the children or you don't want to lose out on the money that's there and, you know, you are the other person is the one who's making the majority of money, well, then you have to look at your intention is to maintain stability. Your intention is not to continue relationship. So you have to be really clean and clear about that. And it's okay. You just have to know which choice you're making. And when someone, if you're ever around someone and they're going through something and they're asking you for your opinion on it, your best bet is to tell someone, you know something, rather than asking my opinion, I'm just going to let you talk because I'm not part of this. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. And I want to be the best friend for you that I can be, but I'm not a therapist and I wasn't there. So I really can't tell you what I would you know, say or do. Now, if it's something where you do know all the details and you are privy to it, say it's a family member a sister or a sibling or something, you know, say things as gently and as kindly as you can and not have it be to the person who got fooled around on. How could you not see that they were going to do this? 
no one is in charge of actions except the person who did them, period. And no one, and anyone who says, well, you made me do it, what a crock of horse puck. That makes me crazy. Don't buy that one either. So we're coming up to our first break. And when we come back, we're going to be off of infidelity and we're going to be on to how do you show and ask for love and gratitude because it impacts every area of your relationships and your sexuality. Here come the tunes. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating, and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. A life of daily exercise and healthy eating has been found to prevent Alzheimer's disease. With 35 million cases in the U.S. and the world, a new study published in The Lancet Neurology shows that healthy living can prevent Alzheimer's. The study states that not enough physical activity is the number one preventable factor that contributes to the disease. About one-third of the U.S. population is sedentary, so the highest risk factor is also extremely widespread but easy to remedy. The other conditions the study cites are depression, obesity, diabetes, smoking, high blood pressure, low education, and not using your brain efficiently. They say living a healthy life and eliminating these behaviors in your life will help prevent Alzheimer's disease. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. So before the break, we were talking about could you and can you possibly repair after uh, an affair or an infidelity? For some people, yes. For some people, absolutely no. And for others, they just sort of stay in a you know, suspended state of you know, agony over the event. So given that we have just gone through 
Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is to be that time of, you know, what are you giving thanks for? What are you grateful for? I think our brains should all be rather primed at this point. In fact, you may be grateful for, you know, a creamy lemon pie. Who knows? But how, because when you are looking at how you show love and how you show gratitude, those are actions and attitudes that impact every area of your life. And, you know, it could be an action, you know, or, and here's the thing. When you think of what you would do for, you know, the, the, how you show love and gratitude, the other thing, you know, you have to look at it. That's how you show love and attitude, love and gratitude. Yeah, maybe attitude too. You never know to other people, but what you also want to know is what type of things do you do that show love and gratitude to yourself? Because particularly for women, that tends to be an area where women are, they don't, they think of doing things for others beforehand. And honest to God, I watched this thing today from 2005, I just, I, I couldn't watch any longer than a, about 30 seconds of it. And it was a woman talking about, I feel that there should be traditional roles for men and women. I do not feel I have to have everything in my life. I feel like I should be able, I need to be able to clean and take care of my children. I felt like I had been thrown back into 1910. I'm like, where did this time warp affect this woman? Now, I'm not saying she has to do something outside of her comfort area or something she doesn't want to do, yet that was only 12 years ago. And once her children are gone, what is she going to have as her focus? Hmm? Cleaning her house? You can only keep a house so clean. Anyway, when, you know, but that's her area apparently of being you know, grateful to herself 12 years ago. So what are the actions that you would do to show love and gratitude? Is it a volunteering thing that you might do? And is the reason that you're doing it because there was a family member who was helped out by one of these programs, uh, Meals on Wheels? When I was volunteering doing Meals on Wheels, there was a young woman who started doing it because her grandfather, who had been way the heck out in somewhere, you know, in another state, and Meals on Wheels was the one thing that would come and see him a couple of times a week and bring him food. So she said she was always so grateful that these people volunteered and did this that, you know, she said it just warmed her heart. Now, how can volunteering impact your sex life? <laughs> I'll give you an example. Again, with Meals on Wheels, and the woman who was running the program, she said to me, oh, my God, I haven't seen him in forever. And he was a very good-looking young guy. There was a young woman. And <laughs> I, turned to her, I turned to Pat, and I said, well, I can tell you what he's doing. And she said, what? I said, he's getting all kinds of, you know, hero points, so he's going to have better sex the next time they have sex. And she looked at me and she said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, oh, no. Oh, 
no, this is display. This is like, look at how, you know, generous I am and how magnanimous I am that I would do this. And he's only doing it to make himself look good in her eyes. Now, admittedly, someone did get, you know, their meals delivered to them, but it wasn't with the right intention. And here's the thing about any intention that you've got. And I borrow from Deepak Chopra with this. And he makes the statement that with intention, you have transformation. So if your intention when you're volunteering is to honor your grandfather or honor someone else, that's going to that's gonna show. That's going to come out. And if your action of donating your time or donating money, but time and the human capacity is often so much better for people if you want to show love and if you want to, you know, be grateful. I volunteered for 10 years on the AIDS board at Cedar sinai And that was when HIV was first becoming very well known. And people were like, oh my God, aren't you worried? Aren't you worried you're going to get it? I'm like, no, I'm not. And the reason is I was, I said, look, I had, a, I had a sciences background. So anything when it comes to the science of something, I get it. And I said, look, they're not bleeding on me and I'm not having sex with them. So no, I'm not worried. That was when people thought you could get it from a mosquito or a toilet seat or a toothbrush. And actually, your mouth has an enzyme in it that actually kills the HIV viruses. Because viruses are really susceptible to things. Anyway, that being aside, the reason I started doing that volunteering was because of my best friend Brian's partner, Don, Don Boyce. And I knew how he had been so socially isolated that I said, I cannot have someone else be treated like that. So that was, my, that was my intention, is to not have people feel, or to have them feel there is a community that supports you. There are people who are willing to be around you. And I did that for 10 years. Now, in that time, there were two or three men that I met that when I told them, they you know asked, what did I do? do, what, you know, volunteer things that I do, and I happened to tell them, they were so blown away that it was like, wow. So when you're doing something and you're showing love and gratitude, just be aware that the interpretation of it may be even more impactful from someone else. And, you know, there's times when, you know, at this time of year, it's about gifts. It's about family. It's about traditions. And maybe now is the time that you do go and get something that you could do at a soup kitchen or somewhere else. Because when you do something for other people and other people see it, it changes the entire dynamic between everyone who has seen that event. Now, as I talked about the guy who was volunteering on Meals on Wheels with his new girlfriend. And I, I, I looked at this and I went, you know, if you're doing something with a sort of a hidden or a specific response 
that's wrong, then your love gratitude mojo is going to be off. It just is. It cannot help it. It will be. And you thinking that no one's going to know, leave you me. The universe is going to know. And here's the thing about your brain. Your brain operates not kind of as an autonomous thing. Your brain is like just a bunch of nerves, just a bunch of dendrites. And the thing that powers your brain is your thoughts. And your thoughts are so powerful. So if the thing that you're wanting to do is create a new environment for people who are using a particular club or using, you know, uh, an after-school club. Make that be a focus, but you don't have to tell everybody everything that you're doing because your energy will impact other people to help start, you know, they'll, they'll start helping you. They will do what they can do. And it, I'm, I've got my little notes here. And the important thing when you're doing this, you you cannot make someone else feel a particular way. Only they can. You may think you can make them feel a particular way, but you can't. And so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have go into this now about, let's say you want to get a particular gift for someone. And there's, you know, some, I'm, I'm, I'm going to borrow from Gary Chapman, who, uh, uses the five love languages that, you know, when it comes to giving and showing love, and it really behooves you to be very aware of your partner. And here's the thing, how, what your partner may need is it may be very different for how you are programmed to show love or how you feel about a love by someone else. So we're going to start with the five love languages. And I'm just going to start with their titles. One is words of affirmation. Two is quality time. Three, receiving gifts. Four is acts of service. Okay, we kind of talked about that a little bit when it comes to volunteering. And the fifth is physical touch. And we're coming up to our final minute for our halfway break here. When we come back, I'm going to describe in more detail what each of those love languages would look like. Because we know there are times where some people are more about wanting to see something. Some people are more about wanting to hear something. Some people are more about, you know, uh, the tactile sensation. And sometimes, you know, and it really depends on the uniqueness of that person. So just be aware that we're going to cover these love languages and then this will also give you a better way of knowing how to go forward with your partner or the person you want to give a gift to. Here come the tunes. I'll be right back with the love life. Sex 
Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Welcome to TogiNet, radio with a cutting edge. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's words you never heard. The Do Not Disturb sign has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the Do Not Disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, Housekeeping, what's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a Do Not Disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlatcher. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Before the break, I had said that we're going to go over some things on buying and getting, um, being a smart gift giver. Now, there is an art to giving a gift, truly. And, you know, there's things that, and here's the thing for most women, the big gift is not necessarily the one that's going to touch their heart the most. So, when you are doing something for someone, it's because you want them to feel good about what you're getting. So one of the most important things to do is buy them something that they want, not something that you want. Uh, the classic example of that is scratchy, bad lingerie. That The guy wants the woman to be wearing this, or the partner wants the woman to be wearing this, and she's like... You know, why isn't she wearing it? Well, she didn't want that. She wanted something else. And sometimes people just aren't paying attention. Now, here's another thing that this person wrote in this article that I was looking at. Once you've given the gift, you have no right to be asking how the gift is being used. Period. You gave it as a gift. Done. So don't think you have the ability to say, well, why aren't you wearing this or where has this been or why haven't you used this or, you know, I thought, you know, you were going to use this particular thing. Now, in the issue here is that sometimes the, you know, the person is, does not want a book on how to lose weight. That is a real backhander. And I've seen people do that. And I'm like, 
my hands in my head, are you kidding? No, do not. Now, the other thing, what happens if you give someone a bad gift? Now, this really depends. All of these can happen at any time throughout a relationship. It doesn't have to happen just at the beginning. It can happen at the middle or the end. I mean, I remember receiving not once, but twice, the highly practical set of a washer and dryer. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what about, you know, um, a trip or, you know, a piece of jewelry or something? But he was always about getting the most practical thing possible. Well, it, it wasn't my best. I mean, what I looked at this was, what is he really thinking about me that I'm, you know, we've been together at this point four years, and I was like, what is he thinking? <laughs> but to me, yeah, I could see the practicality of it, maybe as a gift for a housewarming present, but, you know, not for my birthday. Yikes. Um, men tend to look at a bad gift and go, mm, they like their, they like their partner less. Women will often think they have to, you know, amp up what they're doing in their um, relationship, make things better because things are, you know, things aren't, you know, of a you know, on the same page idea. Now, the other thing you have to remember when you're buying a gift is how long you've been together. So this, and here's the thing, the, you know, they're going out for dinner and then coming back and then potentially having sex. Okay, that's one thing. However, that's not necessarily what is going to be happening. It could be that it'll take a little longer for the two of you to become intimate, or you may not ever become intimate. But the thing is, anytime someone does those big, lavish displays of too many flowers at once or too big a thing at once or something that's far too valuable at once, the other person is going to do pushback. Not a good idea. The something small, something easy, something simple. And you have to look at where you are in the relationship. Are you polyamorous? Are you friends with benefits? Have you just met? So, you know, the thing of telling someone, you know, within 24 hours, you are my one and only, you know, we are going to be together forever. Watch someone, you know, there'll be a little path of flames towards the exit door. So before the break, I talked about Gary um, Chapman's love languages. And, you know, when it comes to giving and showing love, be aware of what matters to your partner. So the love languages are, I'll start with number one, a words of affirmation. So this could be something that you write out and a little post-it note on the door. It could be a little drawing. It could be, you could do poetry. You could write something that says, I love you because blah, blah, blah. Um, you could bookmark something in a magazine. And what these are designed to do is affirm that this person sees this in you and is aware of it, acknowledges it, and likes it. Okay? So that's the words of affirmation. Quality time. Now, at this point in our culture, I'm almost shocked and surprised when I see couples out for dinner and they're actually talking to one another and not both being on mobile phones. And I don't care what, you know, level of restaurant we're talking about. 
see it everywhere from, you know, getting uh, foot-long dog, you know, hot dogs to very high-end restaurants. And no one, here's the thing I know about this, no one can give someone your attention. Only you can. And when you are giving someone your attention, you are truly giving the most, that is the most seductive thing you can do. Because what it does is it has that person, you know, it's that eye contact. It's looking at you. It's that I'm here with you. I'm not here with you reading texts from five other people on my mobile. Who cares what they're texting you? And if, you know, it's really that important, stand up and leave the table. The, the thing of this is the quality time is your ability to just create a shared experience, to create a shared history. And that can be something that is as simple as going for a coffee somewhere or going for a block spin in the morning, walking around the block, something that creates a quality time that has a history between the two of you. That's what you're looking for. And, you know, you can do that the beginning of the day, middle of the day. You know, in words of affirmation, you can always put something really cute, like a little post-it note on the outside of the door. You know, welcome home, love you, you know, how are you, something. And it really is something that will often, it will invariably make your partner smile. So we talked about words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts. Now, the receiving of gifts is something that anytime someone presents something to you, it is then the acknowledgement they understood you, they see what you would like, and you are receptive to it. So that is one of those things where that's where the guys are often, you know, uh, let me see what I can do, give her a gift so I can ensure sex at the end of, you know, this weekend or wherever it is. Mm, that may work, but then again, it may not. Okay? Now, number four, acts of service. And we did kind of touch on this a little bit before, talking about the volunteering and donating your time. But it could also be that you make a home-cooked meal for your partner and give them the number of home uh, food programs. One second here. If it's really something that your partner would love to have a home-cooked meal of their choosing, you can order one of, you know, HelloFresh for a week to try it out and see if it works for you. Instructions are right there. Everything is there. You can carry the little thing. You know, they come in sets of three for the week for two people. It's basically about three people. And you can make that so easily. Um, I mentioned earlier about the lemon cream pie. Well, that was a request from someone because they saw it in a, uh, on, I think it was on Facebook or somewhere online, and they read it, and their favorite thing in the entire world is anything lemon. So that was my Thanksgiving gift, was to make this person creamy lemon pie. And I have to tell you, it was amazing and simple to do. 
Now, the other thing you can do for acts of service is you can do send someone to a spa. You can have, you know, pampering, or you can do some of the housework that someone else would do that then, you know, gives up some time for them, for them to be able to decompress and be able to move from, let's say, parenting into partner. That's a big one for a lot of women. They just go from one thing to the next thing, and they never have a chance to stop. And the final love language is the physical touch. Now, again, you can give a gift massage for a professional massage, rolling, rolling session, craniosacral work, or maybe Thai massage, or offer a sexual or sexual massage with candles, incense, music. All of these things can be incorporated so easy. Now, the other thing you have to truly be aware of, how practical is the partner? How practical are you? Because if you buy something that the person thinks, you know, they would never buy that, why are you doing this? Hmm, um, that's not going to go over so well. But if the person is really practically minded, you might just fill up, you know, a gift that she typically routinely purchases and put it, you know, put it together. Does she normally like sushi and get her gift certificate? Does she normally like water or some wine or whatever it may be? Make sure that this is absolutely brimming with the things that she would like. And for other people, there's, you know, if putting something together is, you know, a suggestion of here's a lace garter with a stocking in it and I'm going to put things in there, you know, that's up to you, knowing what your partner likes. And if there aren't children around that is so they go, oh, my God, what were you doing? Again, that's another thing to take into consideration. But really, the important thing about being able to do gifts is to have listened and listened well to your partner. I would never go to a professional gift giving service because I know the people better than they do. And if I don't know them well enough, what the heck am I doing? Why would I do this? So talked about types of gifts. We talked about the five languages of love. And when we come back, we're going to go through some more things on specific responses and how to turn relationships around. And here comes the Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. It's Mike 
McMillan from Ontario, Canada, was driving to a meeting when he saw what looked like a can of cola moving around on the side of the road. Curious, he stopped to investigate and discovered a skunk had gotten its head stuck in a soda can. After a moment of abulia, or indecision, he decided to try and save the potentially woofy animal. Woofy is another word for smelly. He grabbed the can and engaged in dang swaying, or a cooperative tug of war with the skunk, all the while hoping he wouldn't get sprayed. Finally, the skunk managed to pop its head out of the can and land safely on the ground. After a brief stare down, the skunk turned and ran into the woods. What's another word for running away in fright? Funkify! Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Some think that dessert is a naughty word, but it doesn't have to be. If you are a dessert lover, you will be happy to know that there are good choices that you can make so you can satisfy your sweet tooth and your after-dinner ritual of having dessert. Aim for low-calorie choices like low-fat Greek yogurt or 100-calorie popcorn. Both of these will fill you up and satisfy your yearning for dessert. There are also many good choices in the freezer section. Weight Watchers make several good dessert options. They are delicious and very satisfying. Placing fresh berries over low-calorie angel food cake is delicious and nutritious. Sorbet, frozen grapes, baked apples, and chocolate-covered strawberries are all delectable. Choose healthy, low-calorie desserts and indulge. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. And before the break, I said what we'd be talking about is how can you turn a relationship around? And how can you expand a relationship? Because I'm often asked questions as like, we've gotten into a rut and things aren't the same. And I use the information from ASEX certified therapists ASEX certified sex educators, myself being a, a certified sex educator, um, sexuality, you know, counselors. And really one of the biggest things people have to know and be aware of is you have to want to make this happen. It can't just be someone else should be doing the work. I will say, though, this, once you start doing something, chances, excuse me, chances are your partner if they are of a like mind, will start doing things as well. So, because you can't do this alone. You cannot make a relationship continue alone unless someone wants to do it with you, period. So that's why when I hear these people saying, oh, by the way, um, uh, if you do this, you'll make them fall in love with you. Oh, what a bunch of crap. That is such crap. And when I asked men, I said, so if, if, I, if I told you that a woman was going to do this particular thing, would it make you fall in love with her? And they're like, hell no. And the other thing is, 
uh, it's not politically correct to say this, but if you want to have a relationship that continues and is so strong that it can withstand things, honestly, and I've heard this from women who are, you know, 10, 20, 50 years older than I am, he has to be more in love with the woman than she is with him. They can be both madly in love with one another, but when he is that focused on her, I will tell you, it is, that is when men will do, they become incredibly strategic. They want to ensure that the world knows this is mine. It's not okay, you know, but that's just what the, it's not politically correct, but it is how the male mind works. This is what men have told me. So I just listen. And it's also, they know that when they are focused on this woman, they will do whatever they can do to create the public displays that let the world know they are with this person. And if those things start slipping when you're at a party or somewhere and you notice that, you know, they're not focusing as much on you, it might be time to have a conversation because relationships often wither, not because of some big event, but because of a very slow taking things for granted, um, not really paying attention to what the partner wants to do, being more self-centered, and the other thing, not sharing quality time together. It's so easy to go days for some people without ever having a conversation about what is important in their life. So again, you have to want to do it. You can't do it alone. And here's the other thing. If there has been some, as I call it, debris in the relationship, it might be a good time to do some house cleaning. Whether that debris is someone who has a toxic relationship, time to you know have them move on, or if it is reminders of someone in the house or if needs be, it could be something as dramatic as moving so that you're not around where someone still is. If there's someone who is having a, you know, a bad influence, it could be something as simple as spending five minutes in the morning meditating on how you want to work on your relationship and I'm aware of this because when, you know, I'm in this area, I talk about sexuality and relationships all day, every day, and yet I also know I have to do my part in my own relationship. I have to be aware of what is important for them. I can't just assume. And there are times, hey, you know, I've said and done things that, you know, oops, that didn't go over all that well. But... You know, that's the other thing. If you want to turn a relationship or change or adjust a relationship, change your habits. And your habits can be something as simple as maybe you're late all the time and it makes the person crazy. That makes them feel like they're not listened to, that they're not being respected, that you are, you know, your time is more important. And when you get too many of those little messages being given to someone, you got a problem. So I ask people, well, what are the habits that you need to change? And 
one time it was a couple. They had two young children and she would always yell at him when he walked in the door because she was so frustrated by the time he got home. Well, in order to not get yelled at when he came in the door, what he started doing is coming home later and later and later um, because then he'd go to the gym so that she would be so exhausted with the kids and everything that by the time he came home, she would often be in bed, exhausted and furious. So I asked them, well, what are you doing about this? And he said, well, you know, I, every time I come in the door, she's always yelling at me. And I asked her, I said, when he comes in the door, what do you do? And she told me, and I said, okay, can I ask you to just change one thing for the next three weeks, four weeks? She said, okay. When he comes in the door, it's not that you're not going to address the issues that are, you know, you're having, you know, problems with or, you know, that need to be addressed relative to the kids or the household or whatever it is you're doing. And, but wait until he has been in the door 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Let him get in the door of his sanctuary where it is safer in the rest of the world. Because chances are he's been out there dealing with all kinds of really competitive, not so great things in business, which I knew that was the business he was in. And I said, and just to be able to come home and not be attacked would be phenomenal. So I want you to just consider that. And I said, and the other thing, you know, we talked about the physical touch. Hug him when he walks in the door. And not just a polite two-point shoulder hug, a real breath-squishing hug, a real hug. And because that is a very different message for most men. When a woman comes into a man's space and hugs him, very different than, say, someone coming up to a, you know, a person and most people do not have the permission to go directly into someone's very personal space. And I said to this woman, you do, you're his wife. So she said, okay. And I said, and when you hug, hug for at least 30 seconds. Don't just do a hug and say, hey, welcome home. Good to have you home. Something simple. Don't go, you don't have to have big display. And she called me hmm, three months later and she said, I cannot believe what you told me and how it changed our relationship. And me, being the curious type that I am, I said, okay, engage me, tell me what happened. And anyone who knows the value of a colored diamond, they are some of the rarest. You know, red being, you know, the rarest. Then, you know, orange, you, you know, you've got blue, you've got pink, um, purple, they are some of the, but the purple and, you know, the red, those are some of the rarest. Anyway, he came home, she said he came home last week with a three-carat blue diamond. Now, I'm telling you, that is not small change. And that was his way of saying to her, thank you. And she told me, she said, his comment to her was, by you changing your behavior, you have completely changed how I feel about our marriage and being in this marriage. And she came to my seminar after a, she had oral surgery. She had oral surgery on two teeth. And I'm like, you're coming to a class on oral sex and you just had oral surgery. 
man, oh man, you're game girl. <laughs> what I asked her, and she said, my friend said to me, you have got to go see Lou Paget. She will help you save your marriage. And you know what she told me? I helped save her marriage. Now, when you talk about getting love and gratitude from someone, there is nothing in the world that warms my heart more than knowing that when I'm being as honest and as helpful to someone as I can, that it's changing and impacting their lives. And, you know, the change of that habit totally shifted her world. And she had the open honesty and the vulnerability to say, you know what? I need some help with this. Cause she's, and her comment to me was, your three-hour seminar was worth more to me than a year and a half of couples therapy. You were more effective for what we needed than those therapists. And I said, well, I'm glad I helped. Some therapists can be really helpful. I didn't say this to her. But a lot of therapists are not really set up to deal with this when it gets to the point of so much anger has built up. So we're coming down to our final, like, 90 seconds here. Ask yourself, how do you show love and gratitude to others, to yourself? What are the actions that you use? What are the behaviors? What are the thoughts that you have? And, and is there, you know, is there a specific thing you want to feel like when you're doing this? Now, if you are giving gifts, make sure you give one that's for the right amount of time, for the right value, that it is something that is for the person and not necessarily for you. Now, would I want a Bruce Springsteen, you know, CD? No way. Do I know others who would want it? Absolutely. So, and remember, you can turn your relationship around if you want to and you have the intention to do so and if you change your behaviors. We're coming up to the end of the show. You can contact me at Lou at Lou Paget or office at Lou Paget. I trust you'll have an awesome week and that you had an amazing Thanksgiving. Thank you for being with me. For being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 